Welcome to Thor's Hammer, a roundtable discussion on the Minnesota Vikings by Viking fans from around the country. Each week we gather and discuss and hammer out everything about the Minnesota Vikings. What we saw the previous week, what we see in store for the upcoming matchup, and a few surprises along the way. Join us each week as we launch on a new adventure. It's here. It's Thor's Hammer. Thank you for joining us again on Thor's Hammer. I'm your host, Viking Bob, and I'm alongside with Mr. Papa Scott. How you doing, Papa? I'm doing well. feel a lot better after that Monday night depressing loss. Yeah, it was pretty depressing. It was. Enough to make a guy drink. <laughs> I like I need excuses. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get into that game against Seattle real soon. Uh, I'd like to introduce our newest member to our crew. He followed us last week into the bar and we had him sit down with us and now we've invited him to become a full-time member yeah. of the show. He's kind of like one of them uh, fish that follow sharks around. Meow, Ooh. meow. <laughs> so, say hello to Mr. Drew Bunting, or Drew Fansky. How is everybody? Drew Fansky, I like that. How are you guys doing? Really, really great to be sitting here and talking to Viking. Excellent. Good to see you again, Drew. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. The Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Nice place. I like this place. Yeah, you've never been to the Mermaid. No, I have not. It's time for me. Well, here's a picture for you. I like it already. No, no glasses. Yeah. Bring the picture. Yeah. Don't. Don't, don't uh, spill it. Whatever you do. You don't use utensils either. I'm real like Yeah, uh, Minnesota picture crew up here. No, Skull. nice place. Here we go. There's a bowling in later on. Six, six, and one. Mm. What kind of bowling are you talking about, Bob? <laughs> and behind it, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be fun. You can uh, set up the empty pitches and uh, bowl them over too if you want. Uh, yeah. Meow, meow. <laughs> What's this? You and your meow, meow. What is that? Huh? That's uh, Japanese for we need to beat the dolphins. <laughs> I understand. Yes, we do. These last two games have just taken a lot out of me. We push forward. Great. You push know, forward. Yeah, I agree. You know, those, those certainly those games are depressing, but you know what? It's changed nothing as far as the playoff standings, which is just Correct. amazing. It's incredible. Well, let's get into the game against Seattle. Talk about a depressing game. Zero uh, points through, what, three and a half quarters? Demons played their, their heart out, holding Seattle to like three points till middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, this team had so many opportunities to score and didn't. Uh, granted, yeah, we got screwed by the refs with the uh, non-call on Bobby Wagner's leverage, which would have produced a first down, and who knows what would have happened then. Exactly. Right. I mean, we had the uh, unfortunate fumble by Cousins, which led to a immediate touchdown by Seattle, and then they went into prevent, which allowed us to score our touchdown. Yay. Didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, every Viking fan out there, was throwing stuff at the TV, cursing the offense, I'm sure, uh, yelling for the firing of our offensive coordinator, Filippo. and guess what? It happened. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Let's uh, talk more about the uh, game against Seattle. Papa, what, what are your thoughts of the game, other than sickening? Well, you know, it was, certainly was uh, certainly depressing to watch, but 
you know, the bright thing coming out of that is the defense did play really, really well. And that and that's a good good thing going into the end of the season here, this last quarter of the season. Yeah, it'd been great to come out of there with a win and, and really have an opportunity to still uh, take the division. Now it's still there, but that's highly, highly unlikely. The Bears would have to lose, you know, all three of their next games and we'd have to win all three. But uh it, the defense certainly is a bright spot. Hopefully that continues for the rest of the season here. And hopefully the spark of a new offensive coordinator, Stefanski, can can uh, can propel this team to score a touchdown or two and, and really help the defense with their effort. And, and uh, I, I'm optimistic in this last stretch here. Yeah, but True, what's your thoughts on the game itself? Well... If, if, if anything, the Vikings are consistent from playing one shit game to the next. I mean, we're kind of kind of used to what, what I saw Monday night was what I saw in New England. It's very strange football-wise. I don't remember watching the Vikings uh, when they're in games when it seems like we're losing 40-10 to 10 and it's only 6 to nothing at halftime. It had the same feel as the Patriot game. I'm, sure, I'm not sure I said the same thing, but I was always saying... Around halftime, I was saying, I can't believe we're in this game, which is kind of what I said during the Patriot game. Uh, because the defense is keeping us in the game, but it feels like we're getting outplayed and bullied every week. And from the from the opening kickoff, it feels like we're hanging on for your life. And that's right. not like, you, you have to attack people. You have to sometimes be the bully in the game. And you just feel like we're getting pushed around. It just feels, had the same feel as the Patriot game, like nothing was good was going to come out of it. Uh, nothing did come out of it. So you're right there. The offense is stagnant. I think the defense did play. The defense has played well to keep us in every game this season, except that Bills game. So the defense played well enough. I don't think we game plan enough for Russell Wilson. Uh, he kills us, and he killed us again. But you know, you can. I guess with Russell Wilson, you can only game plan so much before he just does his thing. Well, we held Russell Wilson to a career low seventy-two yards passing. That's the good news. Yeah, yeah just like you know, we held Drew Brees to one hundred and twenty. That's amazing. Bad. So we're you know, past de- defensively over- overall, I think we played well enough to win the game, but the offense lets down again. The bad news is Seattle rushed for two hundred and fourteen yards on us, which they were number one in, in the NFL coming into this game at one hundred and forty-eight yards a game. So we knew they could run the. We knew they were, they were proficient at running the football, but it just they just. They had the game plan, I think Zimmer wants, to run the football, play good defense, and win a football game. I think that's, Zimmer looked across and said, this is what I want for my team. I mean, how Absolutely. Not, how could you not think that? They, they, they're not, you know, they're not world beaters by any means, but they had a good game plan, they executed it well, and they did enough to win. You guys were both uh, predicting that they were going to lose, so is this, was this a surprise? No. No. Okay. Not a surprise, but, you know, we are Viking fans, and we hope with our hearts that a team is the better team every week but you know we invest a lot of time in not only the Vikings but in the NFL and other teams as well so we have a good idea of what's going on who's good what's going to happen etc 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 and going into Seattle you know like I said last week road game coast to coast outdoors prime time you know we don't play well and yeah, one thing I would like to point out, and I know this has been a problem, we've been yelling about it for two years, that offensive line got flat out run over. We are not, we are not a physical, we're not a good offensive line. It looks, it looks bad. I mean, there's guys getting, I mean, you got a player from another team coming to the sideline saying, this is exactly who we thought they were. They're not trying, they're running the exact plays we saw on, on tape. 
that means you get a team that's not game planning very well. I mean, Bobby Wagner knew what we were doing from the outside of the game. It just it's not good. And the offensive line just got ran over. You can't. You got to hold your water a little bit better than that. Would be nice. Yeah, Wagner's but, an idiot though. He he came back on the sideline and said they can't pass, they can't throw. That's yeah. dumb. That's dumb. Which, which one's which? <laughs> well, dumb or not, he's probably one of the top two linebackers. Well, so I'll take the dumb guy. Yeah. Well, understandable. So. That overall, just intensity. You know, Vikings are just the going through the motion. It just looks vanilla and disinteresting to me. They don't look like. And maybe the offensive shakeup this week with the coaching staff will, will will fire the team up a little bit. But you guys know, after 13 games, we are who we are. We know we have a weak offensive line. We're not sure what to make of Cousins. Yeah, well, we've, the, we've known they've had an offensive line issues for years. So I, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody on the Vikings. So I, and Cousins was well, just was just seemed like a shell in that game. Right. Just jittery, and, and when he had time. He, he still forced the ball. It's like, and I don't know if it's just because of the issues of the offensive line and, and the constant pressure, but he had time to find receivers, and he still tried to throw the ball into into double coverage when he didn't have to. I would agree. I would agree. I'm holding my I'm holding my uh, full breakdown of Cousins until he gets a better offensive line and a play caller that has a fucking brain in his head, and then I'll make my evaluation. But until then, he doesn't look any different than what I saw at Washington. And I was told by experts from here to the, the mermaid, I was told by experts that his problem was being on the Redskins. That's his problem. And I don't see he still has the same problems he had there. Yeah, you talk to Redskins fans and they'll tell you exactly what you're seeing. I mean, it, it, you got to try to make a guy play to his strengths. And I don't know, he's still weak in the red zone. He still has that jittery kind of look to him. He still is a turnover machine. He leads the league and fumbles lost. He's exactly what he was at Washington. So I'm but I'm not gonna fully I'm not gonna fully throw him under the bus with that O line. I mean come on. Oh I mean you can say he's a turnover machine, but we had what Culpepper years ago who had small hands. Yeah. Um like Jewel? Yeah. I mean he fumbles. He's only thrown nine interceptions, which is still pretty good this part of the year. Could be better, absolutely. A couple of them have been forced, but you know, you always hear, well, he doesn't take a chance. I mean, people said that about Bradford. The guy was throwing you know, 74% completion percentage, but he doesn't take any uh, risks. No wonder why. So now when he takes a risk and it's intercepted, well, he sucks. So you, you can't please Viking fans no matter what. And I understand that. I understand that. But, it, you know, as much as we want to talk about it or throw numbers around, it's about winning. And there's a guy in Denver who played quarterback here last year, and I'm not saying he's better than Cousins, but he found a way to win 14 games. So Cousins has to figure out how to win games. He has to. That's true. That's all that matters is winning games. That's it. Yeah. You can throw for four, he threw for 420 yards in Lambeau Field, and we tied. I mean, come on. That wasn't his fault. Well, that was three. That, that's not, as brutal as it may seem. All the wins and losses always. It always comes down to the quarterback. It always does. The head coach. Oh, you always also look at uh, Case Keenum. What's he doing this year in, in Denver? Not much. And I'm not no. saying Case Keenum is Joe Montana. I'm just saying some guys know how to win games. And I, I don't think you can compare the two. That you what you can compare is 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 Keenum on the Vikings and and Cousins on the Vikings. So. 
it's tough to say, oh, yeah, look at him in Denver. He's not doing so well. But, you know, the same team, the guys are both on the same team, and Keenum looked better with this team than, than Cousins is looking. So Absolutely, if, with the same players. So you can't. Yeah, absolutely. There's no better way of saying it. That's well put. At, at this point, at this point in the season, it's it's looking like it was a mistake to uh, to pick up Cousins for the amount of money that they did, and and we'll see what happens the next three, four games. Uh, did you catch that? Four games. Uh, we'll see what happens in the rest of the season here. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree. But I'm not. I'm not. I still believe in him. I feel like you give them the. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not throwing them out, but I'm just saying that that right now it's looking like it was a it was a bust. It was a bad move. But he's got three games to four games to uh, to uh, prove otherwise. Well, but two bad, points. Well, two points here. You have yeah. experts like Chris Carter saying if Keenan was a quarterback this year, he'd have two wins. So Chris Carter probably a little bit knowledgeable than us. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. number one. Number two, watching the game Monday night, all you hear is the announcers. Is the money he makes, the money he makes. Well, it's a guy in Green Bay who makes a lot more money, and this seems worse. But he's the, you know, second coming of Jesus. You know? So it's all about who they like and who they want to criticize, you know? Sure. Right. Cousins has done a great job. He's done, he, he's, what, it's like 73% completion. He's done what he can do, you know? He's had a little bit more offense this year than what, say, Bradford had two years ago. To work with Keenum, last year he had you know pretty much the same offense Cousins has now. Um, they won more, but the offense wasn't as good. Not in my eyes, anyway. Efficient wise, it's you know, Shermer had the the right play calls at the right time. Yeah, he knew he knew this what year, to do with with little. So. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm not going to scream buyer's remorse. For one, the season's not over. Yeah. And for another. And for another, I'm not going to evaluate him until he does have a good offensive line. And game planning has a lot to do with it. Your offensive coordinator has a lot, has a ton to do with it. So I, I believe Kirk Cousins is still good enough to lead this team where we need to go. Um, I just think there's more, there's more to this whole. There's a lot of blame to go around, guys. And I think if you if you had me lay percentages on it, Cousins isn't going to get a high percentage of the failure. Not with me. Not with me. I want to see things improve around him. But you got to play the team's strengths. I mean, the whole DiFilippo didn't game plan for mismatches. Mismatches, or he would, that was the mistake of the season. That was Zimmer's mistake going with him rather than Stefanski, a guy that's been here 14 years, hiring a new guy that bullshitted his way into your system and was a failure. That's where the season's at. Well, there was a uh, ESPN report came out this morning that said Zimmer didn't want DiFilippo to begin with. So. Hindsight being 2020, who cares? He's yeah, not here no more. Gets the fanski. Let's see what he can do. Well, I was just speaking to the point of blame. You're gonna, you're gonna assume you can't blame Cousins over. Di Filippo was in charge of this offense, and it's been a complete swing and miss. So now we're trying to make it better, and I think the product is going to be better this week. If anything, everybody's morale is going to be up because I heard in the locker room that team, the team is starting to splinter. You can't have any of that shit. No. Um, I don't think anybody liked Dee Filippo. So let's get on. Let's move on. So we are. Oh, it's, I hope that's what happens. Um, I, I wish Dee Filippo luck. I, I mean, it's, well, his, he was looking ahead, Bob. He was looking to his next gig. He was looking to what he's going to be next year. That's what he was doing. So screw him. Every Viking fan knew that. Every Viking fan knew that when we hired him this year. He wasn't a coordinator. He was a quarterback coach. He shouldn't. Have, he, 
it's ridiculous. He came in, sat down during his interview, and kept pounding the point. I was on the Super Bowl winning Eagles. I'm responsible. Zimmer, if you want to win a Super Bowl, hire me. He bullshitted his way in here, and look what happened. So I don't have anything good, you know, forget him. Well, like I said, Zimmer's reports said Zimmer didn't want him, but Spielman and Wolf did. So here, here, he, here he was. Um, do I think DiFlippo is a moron? No, I think it's a different philosophy. And hear me out here. We have Zimmer, who was old school, who wants to pound the ball, chew up the clock, use his defense for as few minutes as possible in the field to create turnovers and field position. And he wants the offense back out in the field, take advantage of that turnover or field position and play some points. Whereas you got DeFilippo who came from the Eagles, who is a uh, prodigy of um, Peterson and Andy Reid, like throwing the ball 65% of the time. Different mentalities, so it didn't work. And Zimmer being the head coach, he gets to stay, DeFilippo gets to go. That's what happens. Next year, DeFilippo might turn on a, a team that likes to throw the ball 65% of the time, and he'll be very successful. That's my I, thoughts. I care more about what's in my lint trap than what DeFilippo does from here on in. I don't know. Same here, but you know what's going to happen is three years from now, whatever team he ends up on, they win a Super Bowl. People are going to say, "What? Must have been Zimmer's fault. Then this guy was great, or well, his cousin's never, fault." Never. He's got a lot to learn to go along. He's got a lot to learn to be a good coach. To be a good... I don't know. I'm sorry. Hey, let's let's have a toast. Well taken, but. And one thing you said in there, as you're explaining what uh, Zimmer wants, I was about to chime in with, so he wants what Pete Carroll's doing. That looked like what he was, everything you explained was like the Seahawks to your team. I mean, Absolutely. Maybe they'll get in that direction now. Maybe they'll move towards that. I think they are going to have to if they want to. Can't get any worse than what you saw, Viking Bob, can it? Uh, we're Viking fans. We never asked that because, <laughs> you know, it could happen. And then what? I don't think well, we're going to get a good indication on, on what's going to happen with Stefanski in, in, in the future here with the Vikings in this game because, boy, it just doesn't look like it's a really good matchup. But we can well, get into that later. But anyways. What can we expect, guys? You guys, I'll defer this to you. What can we expect differently from the Stefanski? Expect a little differently on Stefanski than we've seen the last few weeks. You want to go there, Bob? Or do you want to go in a different direction? <laughs> Sorry. I, I'll answer Drew Fansky's question. Yeah. I willing to bet my house Ooh. that yeah and how he will he will do what zimmer tells him to do yeah we will be running the ball more okay. we will be using more screen passes we use more bubble screens to Diggs and thielen you guys remember heard the audio in the fourth quarter when Thielen cut that bubble screen pass with like 35 yards right he down the sideline and you can hear him yelling that's been fucking there the whole goddamn game. <laughs> Zimmer said that? You didn't hear that? Who said That's it? Zimmer really? did? I didn't catch that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Check out the audio on it if, if you can. And, and he's awesome. He was on the sideline, so I thought he was yelling at that Cousins or Zimmer. He had to be yelling at Filippo. It'd be my guess. So well, Could be. I'm sure they're all listening on the headsets. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my TV picked it up. I even rewound it and said... I just hear what I thought I did, and sure enough, yep. That's fantastic. So, I mean, to me, it seems like the players want to win. 
You know what? They don't I have as much heart as they did last year, but they still have the desire to win. They're, they're not having fun, no. from from my perspective. I've I've uh, have the privilege to be able to listen to uh, six seventy the score out of Chicago from where I live, and uh, they're having a lot of fun over there in Chicago. You know, they're they're doing the the old plays of eighty five Bears with with William Perry. Plays William Perry. <laughs> no, no, I, I know this, you mean, this yeah, year's team, but they're just having is it Dix Dixon Hicks yeah Hicks. Anyways, uh, they're having a lot of fun over there. They're, and and when you get a team that's having a lot of fun and you can beat a number one team in the NFC, uh, nothing can stop you. I think that's a great point. I think that's a huge success of the Bears. The whole culture over there seems a lot more advanced than ours. We seem to be moping around. Agreed. I mean, the Bears defense coming on strong, which is setting up their offense, basically what Zimmer wants. And on offense, they are mixing it up and using some fun plays that are very successful. Even if they're not successful, that defense doesn't really matter. So it is—they're kind of fun to watch this year. They are. I hate saying that. Well, they are. They—they they can run a two-point conversion. I haven't seen them do any fakes yet, but you know that kind of brings to mind uh, Prefer. What's what's uh, who's the next coach to be uh, uh, kicked to the curb? Well, I'll be honest. I don't. I think if Prefer runs a fake anywhere and it fails, I think Zimmer will decapitate him on the field. I think he's probably afraid to screw up right now. Well, that could be. Just, just my opinion. You know, the, the, you know what irritates me about the Bears? Weren't they just three and thirteen? I mean, why are they allowed to turn? Why are they allowed to turn it around so fast? Really irritating. Khalil Mack. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised more teams don't trade their first-round pick for established players. I'm really surprised that doesn't happen. Working Dallas too for Cooper. It works. It worked. It works. And you know, like I said, should be used more. I mean, I'm surprised. Yeah. You're always taking a chance in the draft of getting a Treadwell. I mean, I'd rather have a Mac than a Treadwell. Well, that that trend seems to be changing with with draft picks. You didn't see a whole lot of it years before, but now you see a lot more of it before the trade trade deadline. Trade deadline. <laughs> before the trade <laughs> deadline. And with Mac and with Cooper, it's going to get even more popular. But oh, yeah, I, I kind of like the and I. I kind of like trading my picks away from some guy that I already know is good rather than getting Erasmus James or Troy Williamson. Well, a lot of it is salary because, you know, if you draft oh, a rookie, that's you a rookie in the first round, you get him for five years at, you know, the slotted spot. Whereas if you trade the first round and you pick up Khalil Mack and you're paying him, what's he make, like $22 million a year now? Right. There's a big difference there. Well, you jump back a little bit to the to the Seahawks and, and Bobby Wagner. You know they they got rid of a lot of a lot of veterans on that team, and they kept right. kept Bobby Wagner. And, and just look at what has happened. Those those young guys are just eating up everything he's saying and everything he's doing. Oh man, what an example! The Vikings have nothing like that. You could take it back a step further and look at the scouting department. Uh, look at Bobby Wagner at Utah State. Nobody saw him on their board, but somebody in the Seahawks organization saw it. It noticed it. Bobby Wagner was calling defensive plays from in his senior year. He, he was the defensive coordinator on the field, and uh, he sure translated into a great player. But you know that's how you scout. That's why you have a good scouting department. You, you find guys like that. You have to see another show. You know? yeah. Seahawks were offering Wagner for a second rounder. <laughs> Most team, every team said no, thank you. I bet you they're all wishing they said yes now. I yeah. would have to agree with you. Yeah. Viking Bob, give me another pitcher. Thank you. 
Oh, you want the weight here? They're pretty good here. Yeah, they seem they're very nice so far. I like this one. You know, I think this is a, a subject for another uh, show down the, so, down the road, but uh, the Vikings need to find an offensive line coach that mm -hmm. uh, can can turn nothing into something. Uh, meow, meow. <laughs> I would have to agree. That's the offensive line. I mean, wow, jeez. Yeah, it's. I mean, you. The, the Packers have a great offensive line coach. They seem to be able to do stuff with nothing. You know, Dallas. I mean, they've got to do something. They've got to find somebody. I think Dallas has three first rounders on their offensive line. Take well, someone that, like the, the Patriots. What a concept! Draft and draft and develop offensive linemen. Wow, teams can do that. Well, the Patriots, they draft nobody in the first round, really, for the offensive line. Draft, we draft Willie Beavers. Yeah. I mean, come on. So the Patriots, Bob, do the, do the Patriots, who's who's their offensive line coach? Has he been there for a long time? I couldn't tell you his name. Okay. And then maybe um, that's just uh, Belichick's system, the, the culture. Yeah, I don't buy into that. I mean, no? well, as a football player, they're only so good they can Come on, guys. Give me your honest opinion. Is Tom Compton starting on any other team? I mean, come on. This is all we have. At this. Yeah, but you got to you, you got to roll with what you got. Okay. If you're an offensive line coach and you walk into this team, they said, "All right, make the offensive line coach." I mean, what are you going to do with what you got? You're only going to do so. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it comes down to who you're putting out there. Tom Compton. All right. Well, that's enough for another show. <laughs> We'll get into that later on. Yeah, you bet. After, after the season's over. Let's talk about the upcoming game against the Dolphins. The Dolphins with a miraculous finish oh. last week against the against the Patriots. I just watched I it this morning. Loved it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Uh-huh. Nice job, Gronk. Way to protect the goal line. I don't know why he's out there anyway. He looked like a newborn baby horse trickling away from his mother, like scampering up. He looked terrible. That was funny. I left. What a finish. What a finish. But that's good for them. They spent all week getting uh, camera on ESPN, NFL Network. Look at us, our big play, talking to the mic. That's what we want. We want them focused somewhere else other than I'm glad they won like that. Yeah. I mean, they're in the playoff hunt still, so this game coming up is not going to be anything easy. Because, like I said, they're in the wild card hunt. And, you know, thankfully, yeah, I think they're like one in five on the road, so we have that going for us. Yeah, it's, it's probably the best thing to happen uh, for this game for the Vikings to, to uh, have the Dolphins coming in, riding on a high a la the uh, Minneapolis Miracle. And, uh, Absolutely. Hopefully coming in coming into here with a, a bunch of confidence and, and getting smacked down, kind of like the uh, Vikings going to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, if anybody needs home cooking right now, it's the Vikings. We've had a little bit too much on the road going on. It's good to get home. So. Yeah, I, I think this is just a perfect setup for the Vikings. You know, having the having the a nice cute little fish coming in play in US Bank Stadium. You know what, Papa? We watch a lot of football. We watch the Vikings and of course other teams. I don't and I'll be honest, I think I've only seen the Dolphins play one game. I, they're not a team that when the Vikings aren't playing, I don't usually click on the Dolphin game. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't really know what their strong points are. I've never really I've, you know, they're not a team of choice that I watch. Well they beat the Patriots and they beat the Bears. Oh, Jesus. Well. And, and Tannehill's uh, got a pretty good uh, quarterback rating. He's only played in eight they games. They beat the Bears? Yeah. They did. Mm. Wow. Yep, several weeks back. Actually, uh, Osweiler beat him. 
That's right. Now I remember. Yeah. So they're not. I mean, they're not a, a pushover. They're not a Buffalo Bills, which should be Oops. a wake-up call for the Vikings too. I don't, I don't think they're going to be surprised by by the Dolphins. I, I think they, with everything that's happened this week, the, the losses, the the firing of the coach, they're all on on keys. They're 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 watching their back. They're making sure they're doing everything they need to be doing because otherwise they're going to be the next one that's going to be gone. And uh, this really should be an, a, a no-brainer. This should be a win for the Vikings. That's a, that's a really good point. I remember a couple times when I came in angry at my company on a Monday and fired a couple people. Everything went smooth the next month. I didn't, there was no complaints. Everybody did well. So I'm kind of hoping the Vikings are on that, on that same kind of wave. Be nice. Well, here's the funny thing about Miami. They are 7-6. and 6-1 six. Six at home, 1-5 on the road. So we have that going for us. Yeah. They actually are 55 points more allowed than scored instead of a winning record. Really? Yeah. That's a man. That's, that's good knowledge right there, Mike and Bob. Good stat. Well, their offense has put up a whopping 278 points and given up 333. And they're seven and six. Yeah. That, that's that inspires me more for a Viking win right there. On the contrary, Vikings have scored a whopping four more points for the year, 282. But only giving up 291 for a negative nine. So it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one. Vikings don't blow teams out. We already know that, no matter what happens. So it's going to come down to the crunch time of the fourth quarter. But we just hired a new offensive coordinator. We should score a 50. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> We're going to be the Saints this week. Hey, Stefanski. You know, you got to... it's a tough spot for him. Here we are midseason. The terminology's not going to change. The plays aren't going to change. You're not going to change the whole thing at this point. So he's got to just try to, you know, you can't expect him to do turn us into the Saints. But it would be nice to get up and have 20-something points in the fourth quarter. Well, here's an interesting stat. You guys may have or may not have heard this one already. 2012, going into week 14, the Baltimore Ravens fired their offensive coordinator. Right. And then it went on to win the Super Bowl. All right, let's go with that stat for the week. That's the stat of the week. Chalk it up! <laughs> well, you knew how to throw some optimism in there. Oh, yeah. You know me. I'm always optimistic. Yeah, except for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get the, come back with some pitches. They better, they better be cold. Let's let's hear a word from our, uh, our only sponsor, <laughs> Mike Agra. <laughs> Men, when your wife is wide open and wants you to throw one deep to her, but you run a draw play and barely hit the hole, or on those crazy nights when she calls for the end around and you can only hand off, well, cheer up. The makers of Vicagra can help this one purple pill 20 minutes before kickoff, and not only do you score, but you will split the uprights on the extra point. So call now at 1-800-BIGHORN for your free sample. And remember, if your erection lasts more than four hours, call her sister. I mean, physician. Remember, they make good stocking stuffers, too. They do. And they're not that little, Bob. Look at this. Stuff <laughs> 
That's, that's huge. <laughs> well, he can stuff something else with it yeah, later it's on. Stuffing. <laughs> it's got something to do with stuffing. I know that. Don't Put a smile on your wife's face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so All right. what are the Vikings going to do to win this game? Well, just like the, 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 the just like the defense earlier in the season needed to just get back to basics, the, the offense really just needs to get back to basics. Just just run the ball. You know, don't don't get too cute. Don't need to get too fancy. Uh, play a sound game offensively. Let the defense do what they do. And, and I don't. You guys don't think that's going to be a blowout, but I do. And, and I'm always optimistic, but. I really feel it's coming. It it has to it has to be here. No, I have a feeling we're going to get the win. Here's something that you guys might be able to throw the optimism ball around a little bit. I've been hearing reports that this whole DiFilippo thing was way too complicated, and what the idea now is to just dumb it down a little bit and just go with some strengths and try to simplify the offensive game plan. And sometimes simplifying stuff makes it go makes the engine a little better. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, and I, it, it, it's hard for me to believe that because DiFilippo looked like he had five plays in his playbook. But I think he, he's a he's a game designer, not a coordinator. Now we're going to start. Now we're getting a guy in there who's been chomping at the bit to be the coordinator and call plays. Stefanski is fired up, and that's what we need right now. You need that. Sometimes you need the employee that's fired up and wants to learn and ask questions and show you what he can do more than the employee that's got one foot out the door looking at his next game. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you got all those other employees that have been talking about what they need to do too, and now they've got an opportunity to, to speak their voice to the offensive coordinator too. So exactly right. Want a couple more interesting stats? Oh, we like stats. Hit me with a Viking bomb. Hit right. me with your best stat. Dolphins six and two on grass, one and four on turf. <laughs> and I, yes. I don't have an I don't have an opinion because I've never smoked turf. Already. They're also 0-2 indoors. Nice. Yes. So that'd be why the Vikings are seven-point favorites. Where where do the Vikings play? Indoors on turf. Indoors on turf. Although the last week it looked like we were playing on grass. <laughs> We've moved on from last week. Come on. Look at more like morphine. <laughs> <laughs> so all this all this talk about the, the Vikings offense and Stefanski and everybody being fired up. That brings up right. a Velspar question. Velspar. Yes. Velspar.com. What will the Vikings' first offensive play be? False. Run. False. No start. doubt about it. False start. <laughs> You're going to call penalty. I, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to. They're going to fire deep. If if you're Miami and you saw Kirk Cousins just rattled, they're going to blitz him on the first down. And, First play will be a cook run off tackle. Well, they're going to throw over the, over the middle to Thielen. And, uh, I hope, love the sound hopefully. of that. I love starting out with a good play. Start it out right. Get off with the right foot. Get the crowd into it. Let's go. And Zimmer will be pissed that they didn't run the ball. <laughs> fire Stefanski right to that spot. Yeah, fire right. <laughs> Touchdown, Thielen on the first play. Hey, Papa, hey, Papa, why not go with that play that Thielen broke loose from 35 yards on the first play? That looked like a really decent play. Try that. Yeah. Bubble screen. That'd be nice. Hey, let's not open up the game with a run up the middle for minus two and be second as well. There's an concept. Let's try not to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's expecting run. Throw the ball. Okay, I, I'm going to go for that. 
but it was a false start. Downer. You're, you're already, yeah, you already submitted, so. <laughs> All right, I'll stick to false start. Alrighty. Well, a little more interesting stats. Offensively, the two teams are pretty much equal. Vikings averaging 21-7, Miami 21.4. Points allowed, we're at 22-4. They're, they're at a whopping 25-6, so we get them there. But somehow we're giving up, you know, 37 more yards a game. I don't get it. Oh, yeah, it's offense. Never mind. Shut up, Bob. Quit reading. <laughs> I don't know. Just pressure Tanny Hill and you'll win the game. That guy makes big mistakes. He doesn't like pressure. Vikings can bring pressure where they want. No, let's stop Gore first and Drake. And put some pressure on Tannehill. And uh, knock him down. Yeah, I mean, defense is always going to be our bread and butter. Absolutely, he's going to carry this team. So, so uh, carry the weight of the win. It's time for the offense to step up and help the defense. Defense has been playing well enough to win these games, so it's time for the offense to do something. Would be nice. I hear that, I, I noticed last week the Dolphins have a really good corner. I'm not sure of his name, but he was hurt last week against the Patriots, and they were doing really well passing the ball. Watch that game. I don't know if he's going to be available this week, but it would sure help if they didn't have their top corner. He's supposed to be like a phenom. That's Xavier. That's Xavier Howard, and I think he's. I think there he's. Uh, I think he's still injured. Okay, um, cool. I've been hearing a lot about him that he's really good. So, the less really good players they have, I know that's some really detailed insight. The less good players they have, the more chance they have to win. Breaking it down. Isn't it? But, I don't that's think why we, we have to worry. Bucks, Drew. That's you know, if he's not in there, that only helps. But uh, let's get the receivers going early. Let's. let's Let's win this game. Instead of being 13 to 10 or 4 to 4. It would be nice. You guys got some predictions? Hey, 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 what about my prediction for the Colts last week? Don't I get any airtime for that? Come on, Papa. That was a great call on my part. It was. Bob disagreed. When I said it, you both were like, this guy drunk? No, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I was drinking bourbon. Maybe. Well, yeah, I did ask if you were drunk because we're sitting in a bar. <laughs> and give me about... Another, you know, 45 minutes. I will be. It's a clap for you. Good job. Prediction. Thank you. Golf club. Golf club. Yeah. Not often I do. Not often I do something good. Excuse you. Hey, uh, so what's your prediction for the game, Drew Skansky? Uh, Drew Fansky says the prediction will be Vikings. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we get over 30 this week. I'm going 31-17. Oh, you want to go next? Yeah, I'm going to say 38-7, Minnesota. Bam! Wow. I'm going to be a little more conservative. Go 24-17, Vikings. That's all I got. How, how are they going to score? How, how's, how are the Dolphins going to score? Well, the average is pretty much the same amount of points a week for the Vikings are. Plus, they got that lateral play. We're going to throw that in every week now. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Because uh, there's, I there's no Gronk on the other side. I don't really know how I picked him at 17. That's a good. That's a really good question. How are they going to get 17? I can't. Who's wide receiver over there? Stills. Stills and Bob Parker. Stills and Nash and Crosby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I just picked 31-17. 
I like 30, right. 38 7 by 20. True, you get to go first, upset special, since you hit last week. Upset special. Oh, I don't even have one ready for this week, to be honest, guys. How about, man, how about we go Chargers tomorrow night? I like it. I think the Chargers are going to, I think the Chargers are better than the, the Chargers win. Puppy, you want to go next? Yeah, that was my pick, but I'm going to go with the uh, Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears. Dude, I would love that. Well, if we won last week, it'd be really nice, but we found a way not to because that's who we are. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I'm still sticking with it. Uh, that, that's his story. I'm sticking to it. It's kind of like throwing crap on a wall. I think it's a great pick. I just wish the Vikings won last week, so if the Packers did win and we won, it'd mean a lot more. Mm-hmm. Put a little pressure on the Bears. All right, I'm going to go yeah, Browns. Taking the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, earlier in the season, I made a, a statement that there's no way you could pick the Browns anymore because it's not on set. But I'll let you keep it. Who are the Browns playing? In Denver. Oh, that's a Saturday game. I like that pick, Bob. Viking Bob, you think you're on? I mean, you know what? I'm going to translate that one right to my sports book. Let's wager on that, Bob. I'm going C-Note on the Browns. I'm putting it down right now. Matter of fact, I'm clicking on it right now. Let's let's put an ice-cold beer on that one. I'll, I'll take Case Keenum and the Broncos. Okay. All right, you're on. Jake? Jake. All righty. Let's call it a pitcher. I'll put a pitcher. We'll come back here next week. Yeah. Yeah, we are. It's a good bet. Well, the week after. No, we're in Detroit the following week, so we'll come back here. I ain't going to Detroit. Screw that. Detroit it. So we'll be back here probably next week again. So, picture of good stuff. Yes. Kind of cool. I've been in here an hour and I haven't got kicked out yet. This might be my spot. <laughs> you fit right in. Because <laughs> you're sitting with us. They know us here. That's true. That's true. You guys are uh, Yeah, we're going to win this week. I'm feeling good about it. Oh, I think we all are. I think we're all jumping on the Optimist bandwagon again. And that's all we got. Really, we can do is pray. Yeah, we're still in it. Like we started the show off with Papa saying we're still in the playoff. We control our own destiny. We are. I saw an NFL.com this morning that, that there's the Vikings have an 80 percent chance of making the playoffs, and I don't believe that. Uh, I think it's around 50 percent. But uh, the Vikings got a really good shot still of making the playoffs. They should be there. I, I think it was 80 if they won Monday night. Yeah, my uh, my. My buddy, uh, Freddie the Drip, Fradiano, he says we have 77% chance if we win Sunday to make the playoffs, and if we don't, it drops to 36. And Freddie the Drip is never wrong. Freddie the Drip. Yeah, Freddie the Drip, Fradiano. No matter what that guy drinks, it's dribbling down his shirt. I swear to God, dude. Every time you go to dinner with that guy, he's drinking, it's all dribbling down. Every one of his shirts has a spain under his chin. Well, maybe he's full. He loves, but he doesn't even mind. I like, started calling him the drip 20 years ago, and it kind of stuck. Freddie the drip, he's usually good with his numbers. I like Freddie the drip. Speaking of grips, 16 pound or 14? Huh? Bowling. Uh, big balls. Let's I got big balls. <laughs> ACDC, there we go. So we got Freddie the drip and ACDC on the show. Let's get another picture. Yeah, let's get out of here. 
we'll uh, cash out and we'll go knock some pins over. Have a few more pitches and then maybe I'll follow myself. Good knowledge. I learned a lot today, you guys. Okay, ready. Score. Join me, everybody. Meow, meow. Score.